Wipe Your Lens podcast aims to inspire and empower working moms, helping them find fulfillment and purpose and confidence through their photography side hustle. Whether you're just starting out or seeking guidance to take your existing photography business to the next level, this podcast will be your trusted companion, providing guidance and encouragement every step of the way. So get ready to unleash your creativity, embark on entrepreneurship while capturing beautiful moments with the blessings of strong faith, family, motherhood, and business ownership. So go charge those camera batteries, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and your pen and paper, and let's get started. Well, hello there. Welcome back to Wipe Your Lens Podcast. We are on episode 29, how to advance your photography skills so your images stand out. That's exciting. Improving your photography skills takes time, dedication, and practice. So I have some tips for you to help you advance your photography skills and make all of your images stand out. First, I want to say, Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kim Stewart, your host of Wipe Your Lens podcast. So before I get started, I just want to tell you about a few little updates or things for Lightroom Classic. I love using Lightroom Classic for my photography software to edit. And they have some new updates that are game changers. Color Mixer in the develop module. Color Mixer is a new little tool. It has like an eyedropper. You could Go ahead and use that eyedropper and put it on whatever color you want to enhance or change. And there's this little um, bar that you could kind of scroll back and forth to change the complete change color, like in the same color field, but it changes the color and it's very, very cool. And it will enhance the color, whatever you want it to do. Very cool. It also has a new tool, Lens Blur. So say that you did not shoot with an F1.8 or F2 to cause that bokeh lens blur in the background. You can do it later on in post-editing. Can you believe that? So very, very cool. And I love it. So you might have seen uh, sometimes photographers will post SOOC. That means straight out of camera compared to their edited. So my thing... For one, to make your images stand out, go ahead and edit all your photos, whether you took the photo from your phone or from your DSLR, make sure you edit all of your photos. So let's get started. Number one, master the technical aspects of your camera. Understand how your camera works, including the settings such as aperture, shutter speed, and ISO. Learn how these settings control exposure and the effects that you want. For example, if you want, like as a photographer, we always love a high um, f-stop aperture to be like f2 or 1.8. We love that, right? We love that all the time because we love that beautiful bokeh blurry background. We love that. But if you're shooting with an off-camera flash, let's say, and you want your subject to stand out but you want the background to be really really dark then you would go up to f8 right so just think about that learn those settings and practice that so that you could kind of see okay if i do it this way this is what it looks like if i change my settings to this way so of course practice 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 but learn how your camera works stop shooting in automatic mode i know that's hard there's a girl 
that is a student at the school my son plays basketball for, at the school my son plays basketball for, and she loves taking pictures of the basketball team. And, you know, she takes great photos because she's down there on the floor. When I go and take photos of the basketball games, I'm in the stands. I use, I call my long boy, but my long zoom lens, and I'm taking photos. I get their faces and I get up close, but I'm not on the floor. I'm not going to be doing all that. I'm not a sports photographer. So that's why I don't want to do that. I've done it before and it is fun, but it can be tiring. So um, I'm not doing that. So anyway, so she's on the floor taking all these photos and I'm like, are you editing these? Because they're great, but they're not edited. And she's like, no, I don't know how to do that. I just have my dad's uh, camera and I just like using it and I just upload them all. I'll send them to you. So she sent them to me. I just edited like a thousand photos, <laughs> which are great because of course, using Lightroom Classic, I just edited one photo in each game. You know, if they're different um, on different courts, then I have to edit that one photo and then just sync it for the rest of the photos in that whole group. So it's easy. Anyway, two, study composition. Composition is crucial in photography. Learn about the rule of thirds, leading lines, framing, and other composition techniques and experiment with each one. For example, I like when I have a large group putting the tallest person, of course, in the back, but in the middle and kind of have like a triangular or pyramid effect. It just looks so much more visually, um, just the aesthetics of it. It's just intriguing almost and kind of have that tallest person maybe even off to the side because rule of thirds, it just makes, anytime I look at a camera, I mean, look at a, I'm sorry, an image or a picture and I look at it for more than two seconds, then I know it's an intriguing photo. I'm looking all around, looking at people's faces. I'm looking at, you know, different things. So with composition, remember that I always tell people that ask about photography, take pose photos, like where you pose the mom, dad, if it's a family, a mom, dad, the kids, and don't put your camera down when you're changing positions. Take those in-between shots as well. Because nine times out of 10, like almost 80% of my families love those in-between shots even better than the posed one where everyone's looking at me or looking in the camera and smiling. They love those in-between. So remember, don't put that camera down when you're getting ready to change. Take those in-between shots where they're laughing or saying a joke or kind of are relaxed, a little bit more relaxed because they don't think you're taking a picture of them. All right, so three, understand light. Photography is all about light, first of all, and light is the fundamental element in photography. We all know this already. And learn how to use natural light and artificial light. For the longest, I would never use artificial light. Never, because for one, it's tricky. You have to learn a lot with artificial light, the flash photography, the camera I have now, it's a Nikon D, I want to say it's a 780 or 850. I'm not sure. I don't remember actually. And it doesn't even have a flash on it. My, my two DSLRs before that has the on-camera flash, but I never used it. So I was okay with this camera not having a flash because I never use it anyway. On camera, it just shines the light right into your subject's face. With artificial light, you want to kind of have it to the side, not really shining right in someone's face. So you want it off to the side and 
It just creates so many different moods and effects that you may want. So study the quality and direction of light, natural light first, and then go ahead to artificial light using off-camera flash and just play around with it. It's, it's really fun and it's so many things that you could create with that. With natural light, um, especially when I'm at home, like on a Saturday or a Sunday where I could see the different types of light that comes into the windows at the different times of the day. I love it and it's so cool, especially when you're like right at a window and you have blinds and it comes through and you have the lines on your subject. I would just set one of my kids right there like, oh, take a picture like this. I have probably a good 20 pictures of my kids in front of the window with the blinds, with the lines on their face or whatever. Anyway, four, practice regularly. Who I mean, anytime you practice, you get better. That's with my kids, my one daughter, my daughters and band. If you practice regularly, you're going to get better. Same thing with my son playing basketball. Same thing. Same thing with your photography. Practice all the time, whether it's on your DSLR, whether it's on your phone. I take a picture with my phone at least three pictures every day. And I don't do it on purpose. I just do it because I'll see something. I'll see some beautiful lighting or something, and I will adjust it in my camera because your camera as well has settings. On an iPhone, if you're taking a photo and hold down where your subject is, put your finger right on the subject on your phone, and then you can scroll up and down to adjust the exposure. So many different ways you could change settings, especially in editing. Even on your, on your phone, you want to edit your photos, and you can adjust things there, too. Um, also, take your camera wherever you go, especially when you're starting out. I used to take my camera everywhere, and everybody knew it. Like, okay, Kim's going to come. She's going to have her camera. I better look good because she's going to force me <laughs> to take pictures. Some people didn't like it, but some people appreciated it, and I appreciate them for helping me out. But I do want to say, I want to talk about this because... It has happened to me and still does sometimes. So if you're just starting out, it may not have happened to you yet. And I just want you to be aware that it can, that people can try to use you. So be careful of that. Sometimes like when I got to a point where, okay, I was charging for photo shoots and I'm doing photo shoots on a regular, I would have people that would still or just try to invite me to some of their events. And I'd come and someone would say, hey, you're here, yay, thanks. Oh, did you bring your camera? You know, and it's like, ooh, kind of like a slap in the face, like, okay, I'm invited, I'm a paid guest to your event, or I'm just a um, guest in which you invited. We didn't say anything about you hiring me to take photos, you know? So you have to be aware of that and be conscious of it. Only take photos if you want to, if you really have it in your heart, if you just love that person or persons and you want to, but don't feel obligated to take pictures when you have not, you know, have, you don't have a signed contract or any type of payment plan going on. So just want to put that out there because it can happen and still sometimes does. So I just want you to be aware. I just had to put that out there. Anyway, next Study the work of others. This is number five. Study the work of others. Look at 
the work of some established photographers that you inspire to be like or just really love their work and learn from their techniques. I'm not saying go ahead and copy what they do. Don't copy and don't try to, you know, do exactly what they do, but analyze it. What makes their images stand out? What do you like about their images? And try to kind of do the same thing with your own spin on it. Six, experiment with different genres. If you're just starting out and you're not sure what your genre is or what your niche is, experiment with all types of portrait photography. Of course, that's families, kids, couples, weddings, newborns. There's so many. Experiment with all of those. Even try landscape, street photography. Street photography is pretty fun. I live here in Florida in Daytona Beach, so we have things like bike week, um, all types of things going on all the time. So bike week is my favorite to do street photography because you see so many different type of, I'll say, characters in there. Motorcycle boots, different motorcycles and all types of things you can only imagine. So that's really fun to try street photography, especially if there's some type of event going on. And just if you're um, a people watcher, it's awesome. Macro photography as well. It's so cool. And on Amazon, you could go ahead and buy different uh, um, adjusters or I don't even know what they're called, but attachments that you could put onto your lens to cause a or make a macro lens. Or you could just buy a macro lens and just to see the different details on a penny or nickel and take that photo. It's really, really cool. So experiment with that and wildlife. I'm not saying you have to go out to the jungle and get some actual wildlife, but I actually have a monopod at home that I maybe used once a half a day. And I thought I would be um, a photographer for birds. Yeah, that didn't. I'm not a patient person. I try to be, but I'm not that patient. I'm very impatient. So trying to take pictures of birds was not my thing, but I tried it. So go ahead and try different types of genres of photography and see which one you like. That's a given. And this will help discover what you enjoy most and where your strength lies. You don't know until you try it. I tell my kids this all the time as they are trying to figure out what they want to do in college and things like that for college, what their majors are going to be. And you really don't know until you try it. You need to shadow somebody or just go ahead and research and learn more and try it. You don't know until you try it. Seven, get constructive feedback. I don't know if you've joined my Wiper Lens Facebook group yet, but it's a very, very nice place. You can add photos there and ask for constructive feedback. Then there's other Facebook groups that do that as well. Share your work with other photographers and seek constructive criticism. This will help you identify your areas of improvement and learn. Some people will give you the best advice on these groups. And again, if you are not a part of Wipe Your Lens podcast Facebook group, go ahead and look in the episode notes and the link will be there for you. Number eight, edit your photos skillfully. Like I said before, I always say never a straight out of camera, SOOC pictures, no way. Always edit your photos because when you get a photo that's straight out of your camera, even if you used all the settings on your DSLR, it's still a flat photo. You can get so many more dynamic ranges, especially, oh, let me just go back. If 
someone is new to the photography and not sure, always, especially if you are using an editing software, only if you're using an editing software, shoot in RAW. Even on my iPhone, I shoot in RAW. People, I have friends that will send me, hey, can you edit this photo real fast? Because they have no clue. My best friend from back home, really, it's just her. <laughs> it's just her. I'm putting her out there. And I don't mind doing it because I love editing. And it's, for me, it takes two seconds because I have an editing software on my phone that is really, really good. I don't know if I've told you. I think I have Lenza. I believe I pay because I have extra little things on it. It might be a free app. I'm not sure. But even if you get the basics on Lenza, it's nice. I think I pay $14 for the year, which is like nothing. So Lenza also has all those stupid AI things where people can look like, you know, an Indian or a queen or whatever it is. I don't even mess around with that. You know, as a photographer, I don't even like that. So um, I just get the basic package where you could do regular quick editing. And what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, shoot and raw. If you have an editing software like Lightroom Classic or Photoshop, whatever you're editing in, shoot and raw on your DSLR camera and on your cell phone like like I said how my friend would send me her picture and she took a picture in live oh I can't stand that unless you're trying to make a gif or whatever those things are go back and forth um, photo where it's kind of in video and stuff don't shoot take pictures in live view that's just crazy because they always look blurry they don't look right shoot in um, raw Raw's best. It's easier for you to get all the details in raw and you can edit so much more smoothly, I would say. So learn how to use editing software to refine and enhance your photos while maintaining a natural look, a natural look with wonderful, true to life colors. Because even if I look at like live or I look at what I'm shooting and then I take a picture of it. I'm like, oh, the colors aren't popping like it was in real life, right? So when you shoot in raw, you could just enhance all those colors and then enhance it and make it look so much more beautiful on the camera. I mean, on the image. Nine, develop your personal style. As you're doing this, as you're experimenting with editing and genres and different skills and techniques, you'll be developing a personal style, something that you like, something that says, okay, this is Kim Stewart photography, or this is whatever your name is, or whatever your photography um, business name is, this is you. And as you gain this experience, you'll know like, okay, I want this. And I don't know offhand how to make your own presets. I don't remember because I have some, like I call them KDS presets. And it's my own presets that I know I like. And you can easily just go ahead and edit by using those presets. It's okay to buy people's presets. But I think if it's on a different camera, it never looks like theirs. You still have to edit it. So even if you start with somebody else's presets or just the presets that come with Lightroom, which are great, I just tweak those and make it my own and then rename it or put create a new preset and I put it under my name or whatever preset name I want to. And number 10, finally, stay motivated and be patient. I know I just said I'm not patient, but stay motivated. As you continuously practice and learn, you will get it. It'll be fun and easy. 
And of course, improvement with anything takes time. So stay motivated and be patient with yourself. But as long as you're practicing and having fun and experimenting and learning, you will see those photography skills grow and your images will stand out in no time. I had somebody say, how come just your everyday photos look like professional photos? Even when you say that you took them on your phone, it's because I edit. I use Lenza on my phone. So go ahead and check it out. They have nice little presets and they have the um, little sliding bars that you can adjust to your liking and you can save those presets as well. I used to use Lightroom, that mobile Lightroom for your phone, but it's so many, it, it takes longer. I want to edit quickly, easily on my phone because I'm not doing professional photos. I'm not taking the time that I would from my DSLR images on my Lightroom classic on my computer, right? So focus on these areas and you will continually challenge yourself and just you'll just advancing your photography skills easily. So let's go ahead and do a recap on all this good information to advance your photography skills and make your images stand out. Number one, master the technical aspects of your camera and your cell phone, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna add that in there. Two, study composition. Learn about these rule of thirds, leading lines and framing. Three, understand light, whether it's artificial or natural light. Understand it and seek it out every day, seek it out. Let me give you an example real quick. I know we're doing a recap, but sometimes when I see different lighting, I always think, or just every day, whatever, always think of, okay, which way is the light coming from? Which way is the light coming from? Like right now, wherever you're listening from, which way is the light coming from? Now, if you were to take a picture, where would that picture be the best? And sometimes I don't even know. Sometimes, well, I know which way the light is coming from, but I'll stand one way and hold my camera up and look. And I'm like, huh, let's try it this way. Always try another way just to see which way is the best way to get the best lighting. Four, practice regularly. Five, study the work of others. Six, experiment with different genres. Seven, get constructive feedback. Eight, edit your photos skillfully. Nine, develop your personal style. And 10, stay motivated and patient. I hope you love this episode. Please, if you do, go ahead and leave a review and a rating. I'd love that. And even you can DM me and send me a message. Someone just did, and I'm so excited. I love it. I, I read everything and I appreciate your reviews and your feedback. Have a wonderful, blessed week. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Wipe Your Lens. I hope you found it insightful and inspiring. Remember, as a working mom with a passion for photography, you have the power to capture incredible moments and build a purposeful business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay tuned on future episodes filled with even more valuable content. If you enjoyed this episode, I truly appreciate it if you could leave a review and share the podcast with other moms who aspire to turn their love for photography into a rewarding career. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams, wiping your lens, and capturing the world through your unique perspective. You got this, sis.